waiting for Julie's mom to come home. She had a doctor's appointment that afternoon, which was a follow-up from a doctor's appointment a couple weeks before where they had found something of concern. It was a lump or, or something that made them say, oh, we, we've got we've to look into this. So talk about a, a difficult place to be in. This woman was, uh, was healthy normally. She had a great family. She loved the Lord. And yet that day, many of you could probably relate to her, that day she was potentially getting some life-altering news. Now we could all see down the hallway at the front door as it opened. And we waited as Julie's mom walked in. And the 20 feet from the entryway to the kitchen, we watched her with bated breath, waiting for her to share whatever news she had. With a peaceful smile, once she was within hugging distance of her daughter and son-in-law, she said, it was nothing. Nothing at all. The doctor says, I'm fine. Oh, praise God, I said, feeling the weight and sanctity of that moment. And you should have seen her head turn towards me. Looking directly at my eyes maybe even into my soul, in the calmest yet most resolutely determined of voices, she said to me, even if it had been something bad, praise God. Now with a deep and profound pause, she smiled and said, whatever my life situation is, praise God. Mark and Julie's mom, at some point in her life, had had an encounter with Jesus, and it had led to praise. And from that day forth, had continued to be led to praise. Uh, maybe you know a story similar to that. Maybe you've experienced people who, whether the worst of things are going on or whether the best of things are going on, they still praise God. Maybe they just received news of a terminal illness. Or maybe they just received that promotion at work that they've been needing. Maybe they just found out their adoption was finalized. Or maybe they just found out that they had tragically lost a loved one to an accident. Perhaps just the week before they had signed papers on the first house they bought. Or maybe you know somebody who doesn't even know where they're sleeping tonight. And yet in all those situations, this person still chooses to praise God. Do you know anyone like that? There's just no logical explanation for a worldview like that unless, and this is the case with Julie's mom, unless they had had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Because when you have an encounter with Jesus, praise happens. We're in week three of a mini-series called Luke's Med School Application. First week we looked at Luke and the fact that he did his research. I challenge you after that week to read through the entire Gospel of Luke and look for themes or key ideas that jumped out. Now, last week, we saw that one of the key ideas that jumped out was Luke's emphasis on prayer. And we said that Jesus did not live on a wing and a prayer, but lived with a lifestyle of prayer. This week, we look at another of the key themes found in Luke's Gospel. This theme comes up again and again, that whatever the situation in life, when you encounter Jesus, praise happens. Now, I say encounter intentionally because as I read through Luke's gospel this past week, I saw people encounter Jesus in three main ways. First, there was the people whose encounter with Jesus was simply to see them. 
simply to look upon him with their eyes. From this group, there was the woman named Anna. Most of you know her story. She was the longtime widow, well along in years, which is just a nice way to say she was old. She spent most of her time in the temple praying and fasting. Now, eight days after Jesus' birth, when the new family with little baby Jesus showed up to, to do the purification laws and get Jesus circumcised, Anna happened to walk by and see one of the other regulars in the temple holding Jesus. Luke 2.38 says, Anna came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph. And she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting patiently for God to rescue Jerusalem. Did the text say that she held Jesus? No. Did the text say she even reached out and touched Jesus? No. All it says is that she saw him. And even in her condition, as old as she was, having been widowed for 84 years, probably hungry from fasting and hurting from being on her knees praying so much, in her condition, when she encountered Jesus, praise happened. Now the shepherds in the fields were another group that just simply saw Jesus. Their story also is a regular one told this time of year. They were watching some sheep in a field. They were enjoying the cool of the evening, and they were, you know, mildly shocked. Well, excuse me, they were terrified by this heavenly choir that showed up. And after the choir left, the, the, the shepherds said, hey, let's walk to Jerusalem. So they walked to Jerusalem, looked around, saw a baby, and then walked back to keep watching their sheep. We won't go into too much detail about what condition those shepherds were in, because most of it would be speculating. We know that they were pretty low on the social ladder. We know they probably smelled bad. They're watching sheep, right? They're even probably a bit rougher around the edges being field workers at all. And don't tell anybody, but there's a chance they may have been keeping warm that night by taping, taking sips of that good Bethlehem whiskey. We, just, we don't know, because it's speculation. The point is that when the shepherds encountered Jesus, for all we know, simply seeing him in whatever condition they were in, praise happened. Luke 2, 17 and 20. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Now, one more group that simply saw Jesus, yet were led to praise. The angels. That's right, the, the ones who spooked the shepherds in the fields. I had so much fun this past week thinking on, on what they must have experienced when they first encountered Jesus. This was a group of angels, right? They had a good gig, hanging out with God. They'd probably been doing that for quite some time. And they'd had other opportunities to express joy, to express excitement. I mean, think about creation. Remember what God told Job when he was talking about creation? He said, what supports the earth and its foundations? Who laid its cornerstones and all the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? I'm thinking those angels shouting for joy at God's creative genius were the same angels that showed up to serenade the shepherds in the field that night. A creation led them to shout for joy. And yet seeing Jesus, which 
again, speculating, I'm guessing they did en route to the fields because they're angels, so they could just kind of incognito peek in on the, on, on the stable, right? Oh, hey, it's Jesus. And then go to the fields. Seeing that Jesus led them to praise. Luke 2, 13 and 14. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The angels, more than likely in a very good condition, encountered Jesus and praise happened. There's Anna. There's the shepherds. There's the angels, all in different conditions, all simply seeing Jesus, and yet praise happens. Have you guys ever simply seen somebody and be led, had been led to praise? There was a time I was down at the Spokane bus depot with a group of students. And we didn't know it, but Hollywood happened to be there filming the movie Mozart and the Whale. We were on the second story there right next, next to the escalator when all of a sudden up rides Ashton Kutcher. No? Josh Hartnett. Even better, I couldn't say Ashton Kutcher in the first place. All week long I struggled, is it Aston or Ashton? Up comes Josh Hartnett. Even better. Now we didn't talk to him. We didn't touch him, but you should have heard me singing, I mean, you should have heard the kids singing his praise for the next following days. We simply saw Josh Hartnett and were led to praise. You ever done that? Now maybe yours is a different experience. Maybe you did more than simply see somebody. Maybe you saw the results of what somebody did. Any of you ever watched The Biggest Loser on TV? It's that, that weight loss show where some pretty amazing results take place. Some life-changing, earth-shattering results, right? And it's, it's, it's often that we will sing the praises of Bob and Jillian because what they do, their results are worthy of praise. When we see the effects, the results of something, we often praise. Now, so did the people during Jesus' time. When they saw him do something great, they would praise. This is the second group of people we'll look at. The first simply saw Jesus with their eyes. The second saw him do something. Kind of like the live audience of The Biggest Loser, there was a group of people sitting around, Jesus, listen, sitting around Jesus listening to him teach. In fact, that's the way most people encountered Jesus early in his ministry in Galilee, through his vocation as a rabbi. And when they saw him teach, they were led to praise. Luke 4, 14 and 15. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was, what was he? Praised by the people. Those people saw what Jesus could do as a teacher. And no matter what condition they were in, they praised him. Now, other people witnessed more than just his teaching. They witnessed his miracles. In fact, after Jesus healed the paralyzed man, listen to what the onlookers did. Luke 5, 26. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. The people who saw this specific miracle in Luke chapter 5 were probably getting over some claustrophobic tendencies, having all just been crammed in a very small house. 
Or maybe they were sweaty from the Judean heat. They were probably a little bit bewildered by the exchange that had just taken place between Jesus and the religious leaders. But it didn't matter what condition they were in. When they saw what Jesus could do, praise happened. And there was another time when there was a group of mourners, professional weepers, as well as the neighbors of a widow who had just lost her son. Those neighbors may have been the women in the sewing club or the men who would plow her field. This widow was from the town of Nain, and she lost her only son. She was not in a good condition, nor were the people around her. And yet, when they encountered Jesus, listen to what happened. Luke chapter 7, verse 12 and following. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. And he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Verse 16, great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And of course, the news about Jesus spread across the Judean wilderness. A group of people in the middle of a funeral procession, not in a good condition themselves, but when they encountered Jesus and saw what he could do, were led to praise. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God. Yet another time, Jesus healed a blind man, and our text tells us that all who saw Jesus praised him. And they praised God, too. Luke chapter 18. What condition were these people in? Well, this was a group of people who were part of a larger group making a trek to Jerusalem. They were right outside Jericho, about 15 more miles of walking to Jerusalem. 3,400 feet in elevation gain, so a minimum of about eight hours of walking still. In a crowd of people, grumpy kids who had been walking for quite some time, camel excrement, uh, the noise of, of sacrificial animals about to be killed. Nobody could have been in a good space there. And yet, when these people encountered Jesus and witnessed the miracle he did. What happened? Praise. Praise happened. It was much of this same crowd who was around Jesus on the day we call his triumphal entry, probably the next day. And they just continued praising God. Luke 19, verse 36. As Jesus rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. And when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for the wonderful miracles they had seen. Praise happens. People listening to Jesus' teaching, people watching what Jesus could do, all in different stages, all in different conditions of life, and praise happened. We've already talked about those who simply saw Jesus and were led to praise. Now our third group. These people in the Gospel of Luke were people who, again, different situations and life circumstances, yet had a personal encounter with Jesus. And wouldn't you know, they were led to praise. First, we see the engaged girl. 
a virgin who was just told she was going to be pregnant by somebody other than her fiancé. Maybe a little bit unnerved, maybe a little bit confused, a little disturbed, and young. She encountered Jesus first when the angel told her she was going to have him. You heard the text of what she said read by Elena at the beginning of the passage. Here in brief is how she responded. Mary said, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. We also see the old man who for most of his life probably had to walk with his eyes towards the ground, his head a little bit bowed because the Lord had not blessed he and his old wife with children. He had spent the last 10 months mute because when an angel showed up when he was doing his duties in the temple and told him, look, you and your wife are going to have a kid, he laughed. So he couldn't talk for the entire duration of the pregnancy. And on the passage I'll show you shortly, he's got to be a scared new father, still breathing a sigh of relief because his wife, who was elderly, made it through childbirth. And now all the friends and family are arguing about what they should name this child and listen to what he says. I've got to wonder, did his voice crack when he said this? If he hadn't talked for 10 months, instantly Zachariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Then he started singing, and listen to the first, first verse of his song. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has visited and redeemed his people. And then there was the old man who was righteous and devout. He had been waiting his entire life to see prophecy fulfilled. He was a man ready to go and meet his maker. And like Anna, he happened to be in the temple on the day Jesus came to get dedicated. You heard Mike read this passage, Luke 2, 28. Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I've seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations and he is the glory of your people Israel. Simeon's encounter with Jesus involved actually holding him and oh sweet joy of holding a newborn infant in your arms and being led to praise. What an encounter. And then there was the good friend, the friend who must have been a good enough friend to have four of his friends carry him up on top of a roof, dig a hole in the roof and lower him down in front of Jesus. Jesus healed that man's soul before he even glanced at his legs. And yet when Jesus looked at the man's legs, listen, what happened when he spoke the words? Luke 5, 25, the man immediately as everyone watched, jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home doing what? Praising God. What an encounter. Or the encounter of the woman who had been bent over for 18 years, bent at the back because of an evil spirit. She hadn't stood up straight. Luke 13, when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. And he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight, and the text says how she praised God. Or what about the ten lepers who were somewhere between Galilee and Samaria, just outside the village, at a great distance, calling out to Jesus, 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 all they wanted from him was mercy. That's all they wanted. Jesus didn't touch them. Our text doesn't say he spit in the dirt, made some mud, and rubbed it on their wounds. They had leprosy. All the text said was that Jesus looked at them, probably still from this great distance they were hollering from, and he told them, go, go see the priest. 
On the way there, on the way there, they looked at their bodies and their leprosy had been healed. And Luke 17, 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. This Samaritan man in one of the worst life situations, an ailing, infected outcast, doomed to die, encountered Jesus and praise happened. And then there was the man whose job it was to kill people. It was his job to nail people to the cross and oversee their beating, the brutal beatings that took place before that cross was raised. This was a man who gave orders and took orders and more than likely was immune to the sight of blood and pain and torment. This man encountered Jesus. And praise happened. Luke 24, 27. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, certainly this man was innocent. And then there's the story of the man who normally sits in our own midst. He's not here today, but you remember he was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer, told pretty much to get his, his affairs in order, gather the family around, tell them the news. Things did not look promising, yet Jesus happened. A modern-day encounter with Jesus. And what happened? Praise. Don't you remember months back after a different diagnosis from a different doctor, Bruce stood up here and said, praise and glory to God. Why? Because he had had an encounter with Jesus and praise happened. Because when people encounter Jesus, praise happens. Amen? When people encounter Jesus, praise happens. Now I wish I could say that that was true for everyone who ever encountered Jesus. But I can't say that. There's still the rub in scripture of all the people who saw him who saw what he did, who even had personal encounters with him, and yet they still did not praise God. Frankly, I was floored that only one of the ten lepers came back and, and praised God. I tried to find the answer for why that was. That's a completely different sermon. So I just said, God, why? Why are there people who truly encounter you? Authentically, they have a real brush with Jesus, and yet they don't praise you. He told me I'm just going to have to sit in that tension. He told me that's his problem to worry about right now. And I'm all right with that, I think. But I can still imagine a little bit. I can still dream a little bit. I wonder what it would be like if everyone, I'm talking global, everyone who ever encountered Jesus would praise God. We could rival the sound of the angels in that, in that field that night. Wouldn't it be great if everyone who ever walked through our doors had a genuine encounter with Jesus and praised God? What a room of praising people that would be. Of course, I still wonder what would happen if just one more person, just one more person had the mentality of Mark and Julie's mom, whatever her situation whatever life threw at her, whatever her condition, she said, praise God. Julie's mom rocked my theology of praise. 
She shaped my, my theology of praise. She changed my theology of praise. And it's doubtful she'll ever know it. Will you ever have the opportunity to praise God in whatever life situation you find yourself in? And will someone else be watching? Oh, I pray you have that opportunity. And I pray that you praise God well. Let's pray. What an example, Lord, that the author of Luke gives us. That whenever people encounter you, they end up praising you. I thank you for this overarching theme we have seen this morning in his gospel. And Father, I pray that we would be led to praise. That we would have genuine encounters with Christ. That would give us no other option but to praise you. God, in this season, it's easy for us to do. So may we do it well now in these weeks leading up to the celebration of your birth, and then may we continue to praise you well following that. We want to be able to say, look, we encountered Jesus, and praise happened. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.